everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Power of X, episode 32. You're here with Scott Jenkins, and as always with me is Tori Wozner. Hello, Tori. Hello, Scott. How are you this fine afternoon? It is a fine afternoon here, actually. A couple of days of rain, and now the sun's out. Yeah, I just, um, we, Evan Queensland, we just had a, a little bit of rain. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, so most of the country is still in lockdown. Hopefully that um, package I sent you it will uh, help tide things over for a little bit. Oh, yes. Tasty <laughs> tubes for all you non-Australians. One of the best snacks. It's only a thing that's only been brought back recently as a limited time. I remember them a lot like years ago. Didn't really get into them, but apparently, yeah, Toy, you're, you're quite a fan. I'm mad about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was, yeah, I was just able to find some and um, yeah, I was able to ship them to you. So yeah, enjoy. I will. Okay, so on the show today, um, we'll go ahead, we'll discuss some games. I'll discuss my final thoughts on Yakuza Like a Dragon, because I finished that. Uh, I'll put some quick thoughts into the recent Quake Remastered, recently released. And then I'll give some um, gameplay, we'll give some gameplay impressions on Flight Simulator uh, for Xbox and The Ascent. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some of the news. Okay, so uh, finally we've got some good news within the Halo Infinite. It's been revealed that the launch date for this game is actually going to be December 8th. So hopefully not too long to um, wait for we'll be able to get in. But unfortunately, there is a bit of a, there is a big but. It won't actually include online cooperative play, which is actually, which is, which is pretty disappointing. Uh, I think we'll both admit <laughs> Yeah, it's a big part of that Halo DNA, isn't it? Yeah, like I can like you know you're going going all the way back to the original. You you had had you play co-op even on split screen. Um, I don't think the original could you do co-op on um, like LAN. Uh, I don't know about LAN actually. Yeah, I don't know about LAN, but I, ne- I never did it at least. Yeah, no, it was always um, you play the cooperative play split screen. Yeah, I still remember. I actually still remember because uh, I, I never had an Xbox um, growing up, and a friend of mine had an Xbox. And when Halo Two came out, went to Blockbuster. That's how long ago it was, and uh, actually hide it out. And so we played it for a couple of days. Oh, nice! So that was fun. Finding out, you know, oh, you get to play as the Arbiter. Interesting thing to go through. Quite a bit change up. Yeah. That was a very good. That was a very good time. Everyone nowadays, you know, with what's going on with the world, you know, online co-op would have been nice. Actually, speaking of that, would you think people have been saying that they should actually just delay the game a little bit until the online co-op is ready? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know, honestly. I I feel like they really want it out the door because of multiplayer, so they really could have delayed the campaign and just did a soft launch with multiplayer. I don't know because. Honestly, co-op, by the time they release co-op, which should be in like the first three to six months, I, I usually played the campaign solo first time anyway. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not personally too upset about it. Like I, I'm going to play co-op at some point, but it's not the reason I'm getting Halo. Yes, it is disappointing. It's not going to come out on launch. But when it does go ahead and does launch with online co-op, that'll, I think that'll incentivize people to go ahead and, and play the game again. Yeah, not everyone though. But yeah, enough. Everyone that probably wanted to. And with that, uh, they also announced a special edition console and a, a special edition Elite Series 2 controller. Yeah. Very sparkly, I've got to say. the um... Yeah, it's, it's like a little galaxy. 
Yeah. Is it actually sparkle or is it just like I wouldn't is it actually sparkle or painted on? I'm not actually sure. Because it would be nice if it actually is um sparkly. I mean the when the when these first came announced, you know, once they would go ahead and pre order, you know, in within two minutes they were gone. Yep. Over in Australia, um it was actually a hundred dollars more, which I'm not too sure. Like would that come with the game as well? Like a pre order? I don't know. Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. The Elite controller was the same price for Australia, two forty nine. Interesting design that. Yeah, all sold out. So hopefully they'll do another re-release. But with the way the chip shortage is going on, yeah, it might be a while for that start happening again. Yeah, I'm hearing it might be a long time before you'd be able to just walk in the store and buy one of these new consoles. Oh, well, the cars have got to get their chips. <laughs> Apparently. But speaking of Halo, we'll keep rolling with the Halo discussion. Um, you and I, uh, we've actually been playing, playing some Halo. Yeah, the whole Master Chief collection. How's that going? It's been a fun time, hasn't it? Yeah, has been. I don't know about you, but um, I used to grow up with uh, Halo Lands with friends in high school. Oh, yeah? Where uh, we all went to a friend's place, brought our Xboxes. Somebody had a um, network switch and we all plugged in our Ethernet cables and TVs and everything and just played Halo all night. Ordered pizza, Doritos, you know, the whole stereotype, the Halo stereotype. Yeah, but it's it's a good fun stereotype. Yeah. For me, I would never actually... Xbox, I never did that. Uh, sometimes I did that with the PC. Yeah, we did PC once as well. Dragged the PC in. Never did Halo, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. We've been playing it online um, uh, with our good friend, uh, Brendan. Yep. And it's been some good fun. Every every Friday night about 8pm. 8, 8 um, so, yeah, if you go ahead and, um, yeah, jo- come and join us. It's uh, it's quite good fun. Yeah, come join in, join in the chat. Probably 18 plus, you know, the chat gets a bit risque. Well, just a couple of blue language. Blue language about tasty tubes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good fun. Bringing back that nostalgia for the old Halo Land parties. And when Halo is the common element, I feel like just everyone's instant friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of, I, I knew Brendan. I didn't know any of the other people, but I felt like we all became fast friends just because we were just uh, having some cheeky bets over playing Halo. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you invited me, and um, yeah, as I said, yeah, didn't know anyone. But as we going ahead, yeah, just yeah, just having loads, loads of fun. Um, all the game types, uh, making sure that we've all got the actual games installed. <laughs> oh yeah, because only installs Reach by default on PC. Although I, d- I did get cat- caught one time because um, uh, everyone's going in, and all of a sudden we go to Halo Four, and I thought I had it installed, but. No, apparently I didn't, and then it kicked everyone out, and so we couldn't do Halo Four for that session. Uh, but no, I got I got that quickly resolved. Yeah, I think everybody's got all of the Halos installed now. It was a bit of a running joke. So you've been you've been playing for quite a bit. Have you got any interesting skins? The whole season thing. I just I have to complete the Reach one to get all the Reach customization before I can move on. So nothing interesting yet. But what I'd like to do is skip over the Halo One skins because playing Halo One in multiplayer is a bit of a regression. I guess it feels like a very different game compared to the other Halo. Even Halo Two feels modern compared to Halo One. Well, especially the modern remake one. Yeah, especially that one, but just like even classic Halo 2 just feels more fluid to play. Halo 1 just, it's it's a little bit of a disconnect between the player and the feedback of if you're actually doing damage or getting hurt, it just feels a bit disconnected. Yeah, it's it's, it's very basic. Like my strategy is you get the assault rifle, hone in on sub 1, get close to him, whack him. Oh yeah. uh, I like to drop the shield and then pull out the pistol. But I see the, um, I see see the, uh, one of the skins that you've got, I believe this is for 
Halo 3. Um, that's the one where you got the whole um, Skeletor thing going on there. Yeah, so they're adding... There's a, a new season coming out soon that's based around, like, mythological armor pieces. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, Greek mythology and Gothic and Norse. Oh, wow. They they look really out of place compared to the rest of them, but I still like them for some reason. They almost look like they belong in Destiny. Actually, yeah, Destiny and also Monster Hunter. Yeah, a little bit of Monster Hunter, even a little bit of Dark Souls with the Gothic stuff. Ah, yes. None of it looks like it fits in, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to look silly as hell. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter if it fits in. Just if you look good, if you feel good, that's all that matters. And it's worth mentioning that you can turn off the um the modern updates to the games the aesthetics so things like vehicle skins and weapon skins as well as these new cosmetics if you dislike them that much like even just seeing other people wear it you can turn all of it off unfortunately you can't toggle per category hopefully they add that in although no don't know why if if you want to be if you want to feel fabulous you know show your stuff strike your stuff yeah i i think some people just like being authentic to the original Although I will say when you when we were playing, you know, uh, you had one that's like just like your head was on fire all the time. <laughs> it broke the game types where I needed to be invisible. Yeah, you you could kind of see where you were at. Yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll go into what we played the um, in the previous weeks. Okay, before we go ahead and start with that, I'd like to go ahead and just say that I've actually made a um, particular hardware purchase. I've gotten one of those Seagate storage expansion cards for the Xbox. Fancy. It's remarkable. It's just this little tiny thing that you slot into your Xbox and then you've got a terabyte of instant storage. And that's just, it's, it's close to what the actual internal storage is for the Xbox. So it's effectively doubling, right? It's a bit more because with the Series X, it actually uses, yeah, it uses a little bit for the operating system. And I think the quick resume, it needs a little bit of space for that. So when you actually put it in, it's actually a bit more, primarily the reason why I got it. So I can actually, because I've got a Series X and a Series S in the office. So I could go ahead, I can download a game and then I can plop it out, go upstairs, put it into the Series S and just have the game there. I don't have to download it twice or have, because originally what I was doing, I was actually, I had one of those um, portable external hard drives and I was just copying that and then just copying it over to the actual um, other consoles. By the end of it, it was, the hard drive was just knackered. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is quite a bit expensive. It is about $350 so it is not cheap but if you need that instant gratification you know being able to expand your storage for any series games that require it yeah it, I mean it, it works well the only issue I would have a couple of things really when you insert it in and out it gets it's a little bit of a black gunk like a little bit a little bit dirty I don't know what that's from oh, didn't get any used one no, no, no! Brand new, brand new from JB Hi-Fi. I could, I think it's just because when you put it, pull it in to console and take it out, maybe there's some stuff. And it's not like a goopy thing or anything. It's just like a slight haze sort of thing, but it's slightly noticeable. The other real big thing is that when you go ahead and put it in, it'll sometimes say it's not, it's not connecting properly. So you have to pull it out and put it in again to make sure it's got a proper connection. Oh, it's just like the old NES days. Yeah, I'm expecting a blue screen to come up. Actually, it re- actually reminds me of the original 360 memory cards you used to put in. Yeah. And then they got rid of them when they're, ca- uh, oh, you can use USB. Or the cloud. Yeah, exactly. That's just a quick overview. I, I would recommend it. But if you just want more storage space, if you don't mind actually transferring games, 
uh, waiting a little while, I go ahead, like you can get like a $99 four terabyte um, external hard drive. All right, so uh, as I mentioned before, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually finally finished the Yakuza Like a Dragon, the RPG game. It's a long one, isn't it? Actually, I would probably clock it in about 30 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't do everything. Uh, I tried to do all the quests that I could. Yeah, so the last time when we had the podcast, I was on chapter six. And that's when I was actually, um, I just um, got in, into the actual um, triad. So when I was going to get, I had my four main characters. I had uh, Ichiban, the main protagonist. I had Namba, the um, homeless person who acts as sort of a healer. I didn't want to say the other word, but um, yeah, uh, I got. Uh, I mean, that's his class name. <laughs> and then um, Kochi Adachi, that's the uh, former cop or former parking. Adachi, yep. Adachi, yeah. And then I had um, Sakyo, the um, hostess. So going on with that, unfortunately, uh, as you, as I, when you go through the game, one of them will end up um, leaving the party. That'll sort itself out. And then you actually get, um, you actually get two more characters. Um, you get Zhao, which was, um, he was sort of the head of the, um, the Chinese um, mafia. And then there's also another character. I don't want to spoil because it's a, ma- it's a major spoiler with one of the other games. But when you go ahead, I just thought to myself, wow, they're back. That's interesting. I don't know how that's possible. There's actually also a optional secret character. Yes. Did, did you get her? Yes, I did. I found out how to get her. And that's interesting because that the way you get her is um, you go through the business mini game. Yeah. There's a sort of a, um, there's a failing business and you have to, they, for some reason, nominate you as their president because you've got the... Same name. The same name. <laughs> yeah. You're saying, you're you saying, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's like a Scott industry. Actually, you know, there is an actual, um, there's a, like a Scott um, toilet paper company. So maybe I can just go in then and go, right, I, my name's Scott. I'm now head of the company. Sort of works that way. Yeah, it's capitalism, right? Pretty much. I mean, toilet paper, yeah. Bit hot with capitalism right now. Did you have fun with the mini game? Uh, it was, it was, it was interesting. Like it was sort of, it's sort of funny. Like, yeah. Like you go, you have to go ahead. You have to ink, basically, you level up. You you go ahead. You buy properties. You level them up. You put certain people with certain uh, abilities in those properties. They level up quickly. You go make sure you get nice customer service, nice nice uh, like motivation and that. And you can sort of like help them calm them down. Yeah, you, you can throw parties for them. You can get a massage. Um, sort of make sure they're on a happy level. And then you go, right, for this day, we want to go ahead and make as much profit as you can. It's sort of like a running race. So you see, um, of all the properties you have, you see like Ichiban just going ahead and just running like as a Dragon Quest character and just running along, collecting all the money. The idea is that you're supposed to get more profit than what you, um, what you spent. And then that's the way you level up. And uh, once you go, get to a certain point, you actually do get this character Eri. Uh, and she's yes, she's interesting, but you have to. Um, it's interesting with her because the way you you play with the other characters is that you have your main leveling up. You know your certain levels, but then you've also got like a sub level where it's sort of relationship between Ichiban and the other characters. And you do that by playing the game, and then you sort of to get to the next level, you have to have a drink with them and have a conversation with them. That gets into a uh, ends up getting like a, a, a side quest with them where you sort of have to help them out. 
But then once you finish that side quest, then they get to the max level. The idea with this max level is that when they go ahead, they're not in your party, they'll level up. Um, Passively. Yeah. Your main character levels up. They get about 50% if they're not in the party. But if they're max, um, a max friendship level, then it's 100%. Eri, on the other hand, um, she doesn't level up that way. Um, you have to actually go ahead and keep doing the mini game. I didn't actually do that, so I just kept her in the main party. So she just leveled up casually as the others. Everyone else leveled up the same way as me, but she um, she was able to do that. So yeah, just going through the game, uh, sort of uh, it, it does get quite a bit political. There ends up being this lobby called the Bleach Japan, sort of like a right wing moral lobby. It goes out and harasses people. I will say though, after playing this game, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed because on their shirts. Um, with this Bleach Japan, they actually had the the uh, the letters B and J, and yet throughout the game, no one makes a, a joke about that. I mean, it, that's not really a thing in Japan. I know it's particular. I, I know, I know, <laughs> but I mean, this did get an English English um, voice acting. I didn't get anything in the Japanese voice acting. I I had um, Japanese voice acting on. Feels wrong to have the English one on, though I did have the English one on for a little bit at the start, and I do have to commend them. Like, that, it's a pretty good English dub. I just, it's a Yakuza game. I need it in Japanese. I played all the others in Japanese. I definitely understand that. But no, just going through the game, um, difficulty-wise... It spikes. Well, well, that's what I'm getting to that. It actually, it was fairly okay, you going ahead... um, you did get through a bit rough patches, but you learned through that and just continue on. Didn't really have to like super grind. But then I'll, I'll, I'll say you get up to chapter 12. Uh, you actually go back into Sotenbori. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, in that chapter, chapter 12, you do get, to, I'm not going to spoil it, but you do get into one boss fight and it just hits you. It just hits you hard. Yeah. It's incredible, every moment of it, but if you haven't been even grinding a little bit, luckily right before that particular segment, it gives you a battle tower. Yes. Uh, I went through that twice to get up to the right level for uh, for that fight. Oh, yeah, I had to do it twice. I had to do it multiple times. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I could have just done it overkill, but even then, when I did it, I barely got out with a scrap of my teeth with that boss fight. Oh, it's a, even when I was leveled up, it was tough. And then it happens again in the final chapter with a particular fight. And actually, no, it happens two more times. It just spikes a couple times with the boss fights. Yeah. Because there's another one, one or two chapters later. And then the final chapter has a boss fight that's just... I had to be very particular about my party, what moves that they used. Yeah, I, exactly the same way. The one beforehand died a couple of times in that. So I had to rearrange myself. And then the final one, I knew this was going to be a tough one. I had to micromanage everything with that. But I was actually able to get through that final boss fight um, without dying. Oh, I died. I died once because he's got an instant KO move. Because I didn't read any guides or anything going in, so I just went in blind. Yeah, I had to actually look up some guides about work out how to do that. Yeah, I just maxed out evasion basically on one particular character and tried to do like a taunt with him to make sure that he was the one getting attacked. I ended up using this particular character that can throw um, poison at them, so I used that to sort of slowly. Drain. Oh yeah, you have to. You have to do that. That's the spoiler character. <laughs> <laughs> got a, a poison shot honestly i i think yakuza if this mainline series going from like a brawler to rpg i love it i love the fact that they're going to go ahead with this format it's worked well for them yeah so that for me now that is all the mainline yakuza games all done zero to like a dragon judgment's up next
Judgment, yes. Yes, I will be um, getting Judgment when it eventually comes onto Game Pass. We hope there's some funny stuff going on with that game. Yeah, unfortunately. releases. Actually, that's true. Because it's not on Xbox One. Yeah, <laughs> that is um, that is very odd. Like, I, I really don't understand why they don't... I know it's a remastered, but I don't understand why it's not compatible with Xbox One. That's a whole discussion. Yeah. But no, so that is um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Honestly, we'll say, as you said, Tori, if you are not in big into Yakuza series, I would say give it a try. It's on Game Pass. The links to the other previous games are sort of like... um, Yeah, they're, they're cameos, like fan service cam- uh, cameos. But no, yeah, so that's Yakuza Like a Dragon. Quake Remastered has actually been released for all systems, uh, PC, uh, Xbox systems, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. Interesting, this time it's not released on mobile phones. So no iOS or no Android ones. Yet, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully in the future there will be. You get Android on iOS. Yeah. I did play a Nintendo Switch, where it ran fine. I did play for a bit on the um, Xbox Series X, uh, ran really well. Although interesting, they haven't actually technically out for Series X or PS5 yet. A later update is going to come that's going to give 120 frames per second support with 4k not sure why it didn't come out uh day one that's a game where you'd really feel the 120 oh yes obviously this is the one from the classic edge shooter right after the doom series uh went from you know 2.5d i know discussion now whether doom doom is 2d or 3d it's fake 3d it's a 2d game engine wise but it's 3d in the way that it's drawn i could go on about it for more but no, that's that's the yeah, but quite quite full 3D, full polygons. Yeah. Um, although with this remaster, you know they're able to interpolate in between frames. You're not getting you know stuttering frames uh, with the models, uh, and they've actually up clean up the models, uh, which is good. Uh, it's just a little bit nicer. Although when you actually play in the expansion packs, because they actually have um, new enemies and weapons, they haven't actually been updated. So they come out as the original models. So when you're getting something like the um, the nail gun or super nail gun, there's um, I'm playing the second um, expansion pack, and you get the first like say you get the na- main nail gun which is updated, and then the second nail gun which is which is like the fire nails that has to be updated. New model, old model, new model, old model, which is which is weird. Uh, I just played like the first couple of levels on Switch. I'm not as attached to the quake series as i am to doom um i mean we've played through a lot of the quake campaigns we have this release Mm. so that's my only real experience with the quake games so there's nothing that i can really say that like uh like i'm not knowledgeable enough to compare the old quake versions to this port i enjoyed it still if you look into they've got the same system as doom as well so that they're going to have the unofficial add-ons which are basically just like your your fan-made mods level packs yeah they currently got um quake 64 as the first one but no that's quake remastered okay so the next game i'm going to go into um Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'm not really into the whole um, simulation um, games. I'll just give you a quick rundown. I mean, um, uh, when you go ahead and you start up the game, you've effectively got um, a couple of options. You've got um, discovery flights where you go ahead and you say, right, this is, I want to go uh, explore like the um, the pyramids in Egypt or New York City or Mount Fuji. 
You've also got a um, world map option. So you can go ahead and you can put in your own location to say, um, well, I want to go ahead. I want to go like, I want to drive around over my house and see what it looks like. This is, that's interesting because um, like you go ahead, you go to discovery flights and it's go, oh, okay. Um, you know, this is like a really well done, you know, time effort put time into it but then you go to the world map one and you put like you put i put in my address and it's like yeah you can sort of see how what it is it's like i don't want to say google max desk and microsoft would have their own um their own sort of um map service pretty well done i mean if you don't get really into nitty-gritty it's just casual flight uh, but what i did i went ahead and started with the um, flight training so that is split up into i'm just going for my experience i split into four sections you get your basic handling you take off and landing, your visual flight rules navigation or VFR, and then your airline training. So I started out with the flight trains. This is your basic, you're going ahead and you're in the cockpit. So the first section, you're in a, um, they put you onto a Cinea 152 plane. I'm no good with planes. There's a lot of them. There, there's, a fair, there's, a fair, there's a fair bit. Uh, but it just teaches you um, how to, the um, sort of the controls are around the actual plane. So um yeah, you go and you go into cockpit mode. You can play around with the buttons. Uh, I felt like um, that Simpsons episode where it was the one where Sideshow Bob escapes from prison. They all go to the air show. And it's Millhouse. He's in the plane. Hey, he's going there. He's <laughs> pushing all these buttons. And he goes, take that, mom. Take that, dad. Take that, the psychiatrist. Push the buttons, gets launches off. Yeah. Or then like him, yeah, what a yoke is. Uh, fun fact, yoke is not something to do with the egg. It's actually the actual steering wheel. How it goes. Yeah. Oh, like. It's just, I don't know planes. I don't know how they operate. Um, and then actually, actually, and then it says, all right, you, these are all the, um, these are all the manual dials and buttons. Now let's go ahead and um, start touching them and going, oh, okay, now I have to actually touch them. And I'm looking around. Um, so, you know, control, like this is you. Okay, and then in that scenario, I actually felt like another Simpsons episode where Homer goes and um, fakes being a pilot. And he actually gets um, roped in to actually go ahead and fly a plane. And then he's, yep. um, he's he's looking around, trying to figure out what it is. And then he flicks one button and then the wheels go up and then the plane just crashes down. Yeah. But yeah, I was able to do that. That completes the first basic um, handling. The next tra- training, as you're going ahead and doing these um, trains, you actually gain you gain experience points, uh, which I'm not too sure what you're actually using those for. Then it gives you, um, then tells you how to actually go ahead and fly the plane. So you're making sure that you use the use the left and right triggers to rudders. So you actually you can actually slightly turn left and right with the triggers, and then you use the yoke to sort of rotate your plane. Doing through that, um, constantly going on. You know, make sure, like you got the instruction there. She's telling you how to do it, pitching up and down. It's like, and she's constantly criticizing me. You go, I would have done that a bit better. I, you know, I you should probably should do it this way. Make sure you do that. Yeah, so I'm just thinking to yourself, please, please don't criticize me. I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm high school again. Please, you know, please don't make me stressed. <laughs> she didn't say I was towing well, but I could do a bit better. Uh, I ended up getting a, a C rating overall. Ah, uh, that's good enough. Then after I did the training, yeah, I did the whole discovery flights. I uh, went through the the um, the pyramids in Giza. Uh, did the um, went to Mount Fuji, Japan. Did Naples. 
Um, this is just casual, relaxing. I think this is probably the the best thing about this being on Game Pass is that if you're not really into the actual whole flight simulator, you can put it in and just have a casual go about having a look around. Yeah, so that is pretty much with me. You've also got uh, you've got challenges. I didn't actually end up. Um, push. I didn't end up doing those because I was a bit too intimidated. Oh yeah. You previously um done this on the PC? Yeah, I played when it first came out. Um, just did a little bit of a practice. Every now and then, yeah, it ran well. With this on the Xbox, um, if you have it on a 120 frames per second TV with um, VFR, it'll actually unlock the frame rate. Oh, cool. It's interesting the way it does it because I don't know if it's an optical illusion because it's it's not a constant 60 or anything like that. But it's sort of like if you're up in, if you're up in the air and you're just flying like straight ahead, it looks like it's 60 frames per second. Like it's just like the, the, the scenery is just moving towards you. It's very slow, but that movement does feel like 60 frames per second. And then when you go ahead and turn your head for the camera, that's when you go ahead and sort of like dips the frame rate. But I don't know if it's constantly dipping the frame rate and it's just because it's going very slowly when I'm moving across, it um it just feels like, it just looks like 60 frames per second. But on the Series X, looks absolutely stunning, um, especially with um, HDR. But it's surprising how well it runs on Series S. Obviously, there is um, tone back um, the quality-wise. You can notice, you know, the trees and that. They're not as good quality. Um, but, the, like, the clouds are absolutely fantastic, honestly. And, yeah, if you've got a Game Pass, I'll go ahead, have a bit of a go. Yeah, big download, but it's worth the, worth the shot. Yes. <laughs> yes, very big download. All right, and finally, we shall discuss The Ascent. Now, we've actually just gone ahead and, um, you know, we just played a uh, multiplayer session of this. Yeah, we did some co-op just before recording. It's all fresh in our minds. Yes. So we went ahead, you go and you basically start off, it's this whole um, cyberpunk, as you said, very red, um, very much um, Blade Runner vibes. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's set in this gigantic, uh, it's called an arcology, which is just like a city-sized building with a city in it, basically. So it's really packed and dense, uh, densely populated. Everything's falling apart because it's cyberpunk. Stuff's on fire all the time. Looks like it could use like a really good clean. Well, I think the first mission, like we were in the sewer, weren't we? I think so. I think we were like fixing the sewage treatment because people were getting uh, sewer on them in their showers. Yeah. That's the tutorial mission. <laughs> yes. Literally covered in sewer. Yeah. You do your character creation first off. Basic thing, change your uh, gender, face, pigment, face ink, body ink, a few faces. And then you got to, um, when you go ahead and start the game, um, you don't, little bit of while to get your first weapon you start off with a pistol uh basic weapon uh so this is sort of a um sort of a top-down shooter so something like diablo with guns yeah um i like to compare it to ruiner if anyone's played that that's also i don't know if it's still on game pass but it was on game pass at one point at least it's a twin stick so left stick moves you the right stick faces you controls work pretty well um you got your you said as skills so that you got your tactical sense um Basically, sort of like a mana tactical charge gain for getting damage. So this is used to level up, uh, sort of like a gain ammunition for your grenades or any abilities that you have. And then you have stuff like your weapon handling, your aiming ability, your balance. Um, then you got the vital signs, which is your health and body battery, which is your max energy. So when we go ahead, when we went ahead, we started this mission. Uh, we had to help. Um, so we had to help someone basically going ahead and fixing up the sewers. Um, Interesting with that, when you go ahead, you go through the dialogue options, um, 
when you, you were the one who was um, selecting all those options, but it was coming up for me what you were actually looking at and what you were actually um, displaying. So what options you were selecting. So it's not a case you don't use, you're doing your own mission. You're sort of like, you're all invested into it. Uh, yeah, as I said, you start off with standard pistol, uh, holds about 16 bullets, uh, infinite bullets for your weapons. Holding the left trigger, you sort of, uh, it makes you aim up. So that allows you to, um, get, if your enemy's on top of a stairs, you can actually go ahead and keep shooting them at him. And that also um, inflicts stagger on them. Yeah. You can hack object. You open, obviously open doors now, but you also need to hack objects sometimes. This threw me off a bit because the way the game works is that when you're going through any dialogue options or when you're hacking options, it's not a case that, oh, you just press this to hack. You have to actually hold the button in. Yeah, it doesn't give you a button prompt. So when you're walking around, you've actually got these small boxes. Um, you, you got boxes, you can go ahead, open up, and you get sort of credits, your currency. Yeah. But you also got um, small boxes you can just run into and um, they just break apart. So you're not have to constantly have to actually go ahead and open up um, boxes, which is good. As you're going ahead through the game, you've also got NPCs called neutrals. You can go ahead, you can leave them leave them alone, or they can pick a fight. So basically, these are characters. Um, if you're going ahead, they'll leave you alone. But if you walk up to them and you go by a certain section, they'll go, oi, what's up? And then you can also like go away or pick a fight. And I think in our instance, we just picked a fight for anyone, didn't we, Tori? You did. I didn't have so much say in it. <laughs> I was the instigator, was I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Shoot first, ask questions later. Um, by the end of it, I was joining in though. <laughs> yeah. Once you fight your first um, neutrals, um, you get your first um, submachine gun. So you don't have to actually constantly um, hold the actual hold the button anymore. You can actually just fire it in. Interesting. Um, you hold the gun um, to fire it and then... Once you run out of ammo, you have to let go and then it'll reload automatically or you can manually reload it, which is good. Do level up. So um, I tended to, when we played through, I tended up to um, upgrade my health and my aiming so I can sort of try and aim, aim a bit straighter. I'm spreading it all over all my stats. That's probably the smartest thing, that, smarter thing to do, but I am not the cleverest person. Everyone's got their own kind of idea in mind how they want to play. We went ahead and fought the first boss, which is called a Papa Feral. Uh, this is also when you go ahead and get the actual, your grenade. Interesting the way you, you use it, because we both play book and controller. Um, you, have to, you have to click in the left stick to throw your grenade, which I found, I did find a little bit off-putting. I generally don't like using left, like left thumbstick to click in to actually like fire something. It's usually just if you like running or something. Yeah, I threw a couple of grenades trying to sprint. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, muscle memory but then you um you go ahead I, I when i played through the first time i died on that first boss uh but i was able to do it the second time uh, but when we did it when we did it together um we were able to go through that boss pretty easily and then we go ahead and um you go ahead and you sort of exit the level but as you do that you sort of go it sort of brings it when you're walking through it, it brings it back and so you see the this uh expanded this expanded level it looks it looks good doesn't it tori oh yeah Thing. and then when you go ahead and go to the actual um elevator that's when it actually goes all right this is uh this is the ascent uh, but then you go um once you do it you go into hardware this is when you find yourself um you know this is where you get some of the missions uh this is where you, get, you, you can buy weapons buy armor you can actually go to a grafter and that allows you to change your appearance yeah doing some of the side missions i noticed that some of them you didn't have to turn them in uh you just collected all of them 
it gave you mission complete. Others you did. Go ahead and we're going to start. Um, we're going to basically do like a bodyguard mission. Going through that, as you're going through, you're finding various enemies. Uh, me start picking up, starting fights with everyone. Tori just um, just trying to chime in. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, like it, the game plays really well. It looks fantastic. Um, like it's, just, it's a very rare, but very colorful. It's actually really looks really good on the series machines, especially on the series S. How'd you find it on PC? Um, good. There were some parts that looked a bit blurry because I've got stuff like ray tracing on. So a lot of games lately have been kind of doing ray tracing at quarter resolution. So anything with a ray traced reflection or shadow sometimes will look pixelated or blurry. Other than that, yeah, it's the art direction's like really good. But no, we actually ended up going through and then we sort of had to go ahead and um, this is an interesting. As I was um, originally when I played this um, solo, I kept dying going through the actual going to get up to the second boss and so i actually had to grind a bit to try and get through that but as we both of us was doing it yeah we didn't we hardly ever died maybe twice ko for both of us and also with that if i if i were to go ahead and i get injured you're able to go ahead and revive me and vice versa mm. so it does does have that system we did end up getting to a certain point where i think it was the we had to fight the chrome people and for some reason, the game just did not load them in. And so we were both of us going around trying to find these chrome people. And we actually ended up quitting the game and game, going back into it. So, yeah. So it's the snow load from last checkpoint Yeah, function, which there were a couple of um, glitchy things in the game. It just feels like a sort of lack of polish. Um, nothing game breaking uh, un until that part where the enemies didn't load and we couldn't progress. Yeah, I mean, we just, we had to get back out of it and go back into it. Uh, but yeah, still very annoying. We're just tracking heads going, where are we supposed to be going with this? <laughs> oh, well, I followed the, because there's a button you can press up on the D-pad and it will give you a path to the objective. Yeah, you did exactly the right thing. The game just said, didn't want to play. Yeah. That's, uh, so we ended up getting getting up to the big um, alien bosses. Uh, I died a couple first playing solo. I've uh, died quite a few times with this, uh, but we were able to manage that first time. Yeah. And then once once we fought once we fought that boss, um, it just tells you to go back to the actual go back to the district, and uh, I think we just left it for there. Just for now. Just for now. Just because I'm, I'm finding that it's not a bad game. I don't hate it. I like it, but not enough to feel compelled to go back to it. Not unless we're doing a co-op. Yeah, I, I couldn't go back to this solo, but even co-op, it's not like something I'm going like, I can't wait to play again. Um, I'll probably continue playing it with you, Scotty, but it's not high up on my list of games to play right now. We'll end up tackling it um, another time. So yeah, that that is The Ascent. Um, yeah, as I said, yeah, all, all in Game Pass, so just, yeah, give it, give it a crack. All right, so that is it for this um, episode of The Power of X. Uh, what are we going to be playing next, uh, Tori? Well, we're going to be playing Halo every Friday. Shiggy Ninty is the, the channel, but uh, we'll tweet about it as well. Both Tori and I will be there. We've got other people, and it's just it's an absolute blast. So, yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely be playing Halo. Um, I will actually be going to a um, – there's a – it's an actually early access game called Proteus. Yeah. So I'm going to try that, see how that goes. And then I'll also look through the Game Pass catalog and see uh, what else tickles me. That's probably a wrong way to say that. <laughs> what tickles your fancy? But no, thanks everyone for joining in. And thanks, for Tori, for being part of this. Not a problem. All right. Have a good night, everyone. And we'll catch you in the next episode. See ya. See ya. See ya.
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Power of X. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Game Podular Network and Focus and Play State. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Game Podular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and at Game Podular for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our show, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular patron. The details for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by me, and you can follow me at the Scotty J Man. That's T H E S C O T Y J A Y M A N. And you can also follow Tori at Stew Two. That's S T W T W O. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.